Yow. This is SFS Podcast number episode four, season two. As we're going to get in today with one of my, some of my crazy stories as well as some wrestling and some UFC. My two favourite sports, well, entertainment is more like it, but especially with uh, wrestling. But with the wrestling, we're going to get into my favourite matches, my favourite superstars, and my most violent behind-the-scenes superstars, who you'd be scared of in real life, in my research... And the best shoot fighter wrestlers. I might get into some best pay-per-views if I feel like it and I've got time. But first, we must address something. News flash. Here we go. This is the boring part, but it's got to be done. Now, this is about wrestling. Backstage update on Brock Lesnar's new WWE contract. New WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar is reportedly scheduled for WrestleMania 35 under his new deal according to MMAfighting.com. There had been some speculation on Lesnar being done at the 2019 Royal Rumble pay-per-view but that's not the case. Lesnar's new deal is said to be for multiple events, but for the length of the deal has been kept quiet. Lesnar's new WWE deal reportedly allows him to fight for the UFC, but there's no word yet on if he still plans to fight Daniel Cormier while he is signed to the WWE. Hmm. That's interesting because I think Cormier really, really wants that fight for it to be his retirement. He is a, he is a good one. Another wrestling one. Sorry, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Kevin Owens, KO, the face of America, discusses the pros and cons of working with Braun Strowman. Throughout the summer, Kevin Owens was involved in a physical feud with Braun Strowman. Well, I haven't been watching it. Um, in which KO usually ended up on the losing end. Well, that doesn't do much for Kevin Owens then, doesn't it? Seeing he was former champion, now you're burying him. Obviously, putting in Braun Strowman, you're going to be burying him, aren't you? During war, the week after WrestleMania 34, the two were on opposite teams in a tag team. Ten-man tag team match in which Strowman's team prevailed. At Backlash, this is, I don't even know, I've been watching it this year. I watched um, a bit of Crown Jewel. And it was in Saudi Arabia. Knowing all the problems the USA have had with Saudi Arabia, I don't don't know what the fuck. They've done two major events this year. So, at Backlash, it was a standard tag team match in which Strowman and Lashley... Awful tag team, really. Put them two together, don't make sense. Defeated Owens and Zayn. Sam Zayn. Owens was finally able to get his revenge at Extreme Rules by defeating Strowman. 
only for the monster among men to get payback and winning their rematch at SummerSlam. With all the times he's been in the ring with Braun Strowman, Owens knows better than anyone what it's like to face someone that big, that strong and that agile. KO talks about working with Strowman when he recently joined Inside the Rut. Kevin Owens says, For a guy who's been doing this for three years and maybe five matches before he showed up at SummerSlam in 2015, making his debut, and for a guy that big, he's pretty incredible. His progression has been unbelievable, stated Owens. Strowman signed with the WWE in early 2013, but didn't make his pro wrestling debut at an NXT live event until December 2014. Just eight months later, he made his WWE debut by interfering in a match on the Wyatt family's behalf at SummerSlam. He's still a relatively newcomer in the world of pro wrestling, but Owen said it's fun working with him despite the pain someone that size can dish out. So that's been cool, Owen said on working with Strowman. But he's still 300 and something pounds, 6'8 tall. Everything he does hurts. That's part of being a bit rough. But what we do, it's a sacrifice of what we do, obviously. But it's been cool and people seem to enjoy what we're doing. That's real all that matters at the end. More Red Dead Redemption news. Red Dead Redemption 2 calls ban violence against women in games are too simplistic. How violence is punished or rewarded in part of a challenge of playing and always been. Ten minutes into the game's snow-whipped western world of weary cowboys, this in Generating crime gangs and staggering audiovisual design, Red Dead Redemption 2 had me in its thrall. Rockstar's latest blockbuster game is so captivating and its powers of visual narrative and interactive stimulation so habit-forming that criticism of the potential game allows for violence against women. An Allowance been taken advantage of with a glee by some users has registered in the sharpness proportional to its own extraordinary detail. Motherboard reported this week that Red Dead Redemption 2 inclusion of suffragette non-player characters in its turn off the last century setting has met an equal and opposite reaction online. Gamers have exploited the moral freeman granted to the player's free-roaming character. The outlaw Arthur Morgan. Free-roaming, you get to shoot and beat these female characters. Well, just like you do in GTA 5, you can, you can beat them. Um, basically, in GTA 5, you can pick up a hitchhiker, drive, a, drive them into the woods, butcher them. Stab him about 500 times with a machete. Then put some gasoline on him and burn him to death. And kick the body downhill. So like, burying it. So, uh, don't think anything shocks me when it comes to games. So, the out, yeah, the free roaming character. To throw them down mine shafts. Oh, 
You get to throw them down mine shafts. Feed them to alligators. Bloody hell. That's a uh, pretty... Uh, well, you get to do that with men as well. Come on. you, you got to be crazy. you got to understand. you you got to be crazy anyway to do shit like that. Just like when this talks about... You know, big things on TV and like gangster rap makes people go out and kill people. No, it doesn't. This person's crazy anyway. It's going to do that shit anyway. Regardless of that. Might motivate him a bit. Motivate the crazy motherfucker a bit more. Well, that's all. Basically, don't do fuck all. So, it's entertainment. So, yeah, the competition has emerged on YouTube. With some videos uploaded to the theme of killing annoying females ratching up millions of hits hmm the criticism revisits the controversy attached to red dead studios developers rockstar games whose breakout hit with the notorious grand theft daughter again the moral freeman afforded to play a character was the capacity to kill any of the other characters it's game's most recent one GTA 5 gamers endured in a particularly visceral misogy when uploaded videos of a female sex worker characters after the purchase of their services. The women were beaten and murdered, and their corpses looted too. What do you expect? It's GTA 5. We are now confusing new moral territory here. How freedom and commit acts of violence within games is punished rewarded. I don't give a fuck. The fuck is that shit. Here we go. Some more exciting news. Is the fourth one. 50 Cent says Dijaro won't end until one of us is gone. Whether they're murdered or die of natural causes. How fucking ridiculous. That like 13 year old fucking kids. And that's coming from me saying that. So, oh god, it's so egotistical. And it's just unbelievable. It really is. Millionaire, so egotistical. It's not in the days of Tupac and Biggie. It's not in the days of Easy E and Dre. I mean, fuck that. No one gives a shit anymore. But I'll just say, 50 Cent has said his feud with Jarrell won't end until one of us is gone. More publicity to 50. The rappers recently reunited their beef, which originally started over 20 years ago. Or nearly 20 years ago. 50 Cent claimed, yeah, he had purchased 200 tickets to one of Jarrell's concerts so the front rows wouldn't be empty. The Always On Time star invited his rival to pull up for a meet and greet in response. The beef has now moved on to post on Jarrell's Instagram when he commented, hashtag pull up 50 row. Fools be like I was bad back in the day. We're moving and grooving till 50 came back around. Laugh out now, get the strap, Bellator. Yeah, Bellator was a... The 50 has bought a load of that. Could be a good competition for USC. The Get Rich Die Trying rapper added, Southside rules, Southside Jamaica Queens rules apply. It's never over. We may take a break 
But it ain't over until one of us is gone. Get the strap. Ja Rule posted on Instagram earlier today claiming 50 had blocked him. He can dish it out, Ja said, but he can't take it. Stop acting like everything he do is dope. He's trash. How's that going to get the strap on single doing for you, 50? In another post, he showed the rapper photoshopped to look like a woman. Don't she look like her neck stink? He captured the post. Tell Auntie 50 to unblock me. I want to play. Ja Rule previously has been accused of transphobia for similar posts he shared on a number of photoshopped posts on social media that appear to suggest his rivalry may either be with trans women or his had relations with them, really. Nah, for sure. Pathetic. Right, in very important news, this might be a serious news here. Probably everyone's heard about it. Thousands oak shooting. 12 killed after another spree killing in America. Opens fire in Californian restaurant. A gunman has said to open fire at a college night at the Borderline Bar and Grill in Thousand Oaks, part of the greater LA area in Cali. Twelve people have been killed after the gunman opened fire in a bar and restaurant in Cali that was packed with teenagers. Terrified people inside the Bordline Bar and Grill in Thousand Oaks hid under tables or dived out of windows during the shooting which happened on a college night roughly 11.20pm on Wednesday. Sergeant Ron Hulis was shot by the trench coat wearing gunman who was armed with a semi-automatic weapon and died at a nearby hospital. Uh, he was 29-year-old veteran of the force and planned to retire next year. The gunman, dressed in black, was shot and killed inside the bar. American media have said he was a 29-year-old man using a legally owned 45 caliber handgun. One witness told ABC7 that the gunman walked up to a security guard and shot him before entering the restaurant and opening fire at random. He also threw a smoke grenades around the dance floor area which was said to be very crowded. Police have not confirmed the use of smoke devices. 13 people at this time have been reported dead. Likewise, the shooter is dead along with the first police officer to enter the bar. Hmm. Well, that's the news flash. Well, that's the most serious news that will be on the front page. Now, let's get into some wrestling. Who am I? We'll start with who are my top 20 wrestlers of all time now. 
Some might not believe in me, but I've been into wrestling for quite a while in my life and I know a lot about um, wrestling and how it's done. I like, you know, I'm not one-sided person. I do like the cruiserweight action, the fast style action, you know, but I like I, I like a lot the storylines and the brawling aspect of it, like, you can feel the them matches, the matches that um, like uh, Austin McMahon had and Austin Triple H had, and uh, other other matches where you you know the rivalry was intense and they just brawl over the arena and kick the fuck out of each other, like the Mankind Undertaker matches, you know, them type of matches where you know had storyline but were brawling, you know. Weren't much technical wrestling, but you got into the match because you didn't. You wanted one to kick the fucking shit out the other. The babyface kicked the fuck out the heel, and it was very convincing. Either by lifting him off a forklift and dropping him into a car, or throwing him off the top of the cell, or fucking bashing him in the boiler, boiler and throwing him through a fucking wall. And then boiler room matched the Undertaker had with Mankind, or the Shawn Michaels Bret Hart thing. I mean. I like it, them type of matches, but I do like the cruiserweight matches, but these days you're getting kind of the cruiserweight, strong style, fast style matches, but that's all you're getting, you're not getting the, apart from what I've seen, apart from AJ Styles and Simone Joe, um, I think because they've done actual story where Simone Joe gets into AJ's, uh, actually good, where Simone Joe understands the business, and uh, got heat, getting legit heat, making AJ Styles mad by getting personal with his family and stuff. So that's what I like. Doesn't really have to be a good match. I'm all for good technical matches, like Benoit, Guerrero, all them type of matches. But I am for them brawling, hardcore, brawling type matches where there's big storylines and there's big stories to be told. And I love my hardcore shit. I love hardcore backstage fights. That's just my thing that I love on these cra- crazy matches uh, that they used to do in the ECW and the Attitude Era and stuff like that. But I'll do my uh, favourite 20 superstars now. You might not agree, and you might do. But first, and it's not because everyone likes him the best or he was the most popular star of all time it's just my opinion is Stone Cold Steve Austin is the best wrestler of all time and he can wrestle Stone Cold Steve Austin can wrestle you've got to check his matches against Kurt Angle and Ricky Steamboat and then you'll know that Stone Cold Steve Austin can wrestle his matches with The Rock Triple his best matches with The Rock, Triple H, um, matches he had with Dude Love, matches he had with obviously Bret the Hitman Hart, WrestleMania 13, Survivor Series 96. So, uh, best matches to watch Austin. And best storylines was, was him and Vince. Obviously, that's the classic one. The best matches for Austin would be his one against. The Rock at WrestleMania 17, in my um, opinion, the three yeah the three stages of hell match at No Way Out 2001 that was a classic, uh, classic match. 
Uh, the one against Bret Hart, WrestleMania 13. Be my number three. I'll do my fifth five bits, which I'll, I'll do my five best matches for each wrestler. I'm going to cover it's my top twenty. So I'll say WrestleMania 13 match with um, Bret the Hitman Hart. My fourth match would ha- best match would have to be the one against Kurt Angle at um, SummerSlam 2001. That was just a classic, classic match. My fifth best one. Now a lot of people would. Wrestling fans would say, what the fuck about this one would be. Because I haven't, there's a match that I haven't watched about him versus Chris Benoit. Not supposed to be a classic, but I haven't seen that one. The one that he had with Triple H at Survivor Series 2000. Because it just told so much of a story, that match. And it was an all-out fuck you brawl that I just loved. And it really was a dark match, but hilarious at the same time. It just told so much of a story. So, that's my top five Stone Cold matches. Stone Cold is at number one. Second best wrestler of all time. I might disagree disagree with this one. Even though he didn't spend much time in the business. But he made an impact in a short period of time, just like Austin did. And obviously was neck on neck with Austin at the same time. Talking about the great one, The Rock. Yeah. Rock, to be honest, was just a teeny weeny bit behind Stone Cold Steve Austin, my point. Really, at the time, I liked The Rock better. Because, um... I didn't see what all that Austin did. So I was really a Rock guy. I just loved The Rock. I like what he did, everything he did, his promos. He's just a guy that I could really, I could really get behind, you know. Not the babyface like Hulk Hogan, who you could see right through, or John Cena. The Rock, you could just get behind anyway. Even when he turned heel, you could get behind him. People were chanting, and even when he was heel, right. So, um, second best is The Rock. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. So his best match, The Rock's best match. I'd have to say, again, Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania 17 is probably The Rock's best match. His second best match, and you've got to check this one out because this is a really good match, against Chris Jericho. I think it's in 2000, 2001. I think it's at No Mercy. Classic, classic match. This really puts Chris Jericho on the map as well. Um, third greatest rock match the Iron Man match he had with Triple H the 60 minute one that's a classic classic match another one the ladder match with Triple H he had at SummerSlam in Madison Square Garden and then the other one would have to be the I Quit match the match he had with Mankind was fucking uh, legendary the I Quit match he had with uh, Mankind when I think that was when Rock was at his best. As a heel, but everybody liked him. He's just that that Rock from late when he was a heel working for the corporation, that was my favourite Rock. So um yeah. That's my top five rock matches. Number three 
Uh, a lot of people should agree. And a lot of people think this guy is the greatest of all time. As far as wrestling goes. The Nature Boy. Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! Now... Obviously, Ric Flair, his promos was like his last day of his life. The energy he had, the whirling, jet-stealing, limousine-riding, private jet-flying bitches by his side, the life of the fucking party, the only girls he slept with, all this stuff. He was living the high life with the robes, the strut, the woo, and just all his ring psychology. In the ring, Ric Flair's the best of all time. And I know why, because in his ring psychology, it's just, better than ever he's that he's that heel this coming from an outsider but right the, the heel work that he did when he was a heel when he would get beaten up by the baby faces was just so convincing how he sold the moves and how he would lure his opponents into a false sense of security and get them little shots in the bumps that he would take i mean you watch raw rumble 92 you can see all the bumps that he took in that match and be, be in the heel, you know, you, you, people love to see the heel get beat up and um, sell. He was a great, great selling heel, but the psychology would work to get offense backward, back into the corner and then give you a little eye gouge and go and work on a specific part of the body. And just always promos in his presence. And his whole whole round ring psychology, Ric Flair's the greatest. So he's third. Now, Ric Flair's greatest matches. This is going to be hard because he's had so many great, great matches. I have to say, I might not have seen them all. But my greatest Ric Flair match has to be the one he had with Harley Race. I think it was in the steel cage match. I think he was face here, but the way he wrestled Race... Was incredible. I just think that was Ric Flair's greatest match. He won the title there. I think it was at Starcade. Um, not sure. Second match, the two out of three falls match with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. A lot of people would say that's one of the greatest matches of all time. I would, you know, it's hard to disagree with that. Definitely. How much told incredible stories. It was a. He had two matches before that. Well, that's my favourite uh, of the whole three. The match he had with Barry Windham. Oh, I think Barry Windham um, went on to tag team with Bradshaw as the Blackjacks. But he was a pretty big deal back in the 80s. He had a classic match with Flair in the NWA, so check that out. Ric Flair versus Barry Windham. I think it's in the, um, the year 1989, I think. One of the matches he had with the Funker, Terry Funk, the hardcore legend. One of the greatest matches of all time. Definitely. So there's that one. And I'd have to say his match at Royal Rumble 92. You know, it's a Royal Rumble. He was in all of it. It was just classic the way he came in as a heel, but was the babyface. 
And everyone says, who's the greatest out of Flair and Hogan? Well, if, you, if you're a real wrestling fan, it's got to be Flair. So Flair's my number three. Fourth best. I argue, people argue should be higher. The Undertaker. The Undertaker's basically done it all and still is doing it. Still had a wrestling, recent wrestling match with Triple H. And Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Shawn Michaels got back in the ring after eight years. Taker's best match. He's had so many great matches. But I'll say his best matches were with Mankind and Shawn Michaels. I'd say... Taker's best match... Was against... Oh, bloody hell, this is going to be hard. Undertaker versus... I don't know whether to go to Mankind Hell in a Cell or Shawn Michaels Hell in a Cell. So Undertaker's best match has to be... Probably against Mankind in a Hell in a Cell. I know that's Mick Foley's best match. Even, you know... A lot of people disagree, but it's very hard to say. His next best match would have to be against Shawn Michaels in a Hell in a Cell against that bad blood. His third best match, now this match that you might not have heard of or watched, but you need to watch it, was later on in his career against Kurt Angle. Um, I think it was in 2006 at No Way Out. Just a classic, classic match. His fourth best match, I'd have to say, was against Shawn, Shawn Michaels um, at WrestleMania 25. Yeah, that was an epic one. His fifth greatest match would have to be against Kane. And... Uh, one of the matches he had with Kane, I think the Inferno match or the one he had at WrestleMania. Because them two gelled. So that's my fourth best. Now, fifth best wrestler. Now, you might heavily, heavily disagree with me on this one. Which I ain't much. You might think I'm being one of these corporate fucking ass kissers or not. I'm just saying how much of a great fucking heel this guy was in the year of 2000, 99, 2000, 2001. You know, you could hang with The Rock and Austin. He, you know, he's the perfect heel to face The Rock and Austin. Had to be where my fifth pick is, fifth best wrestler of all time is Triple H. A lot of people disagree, but I just think he's... Psychology in the ring. I'm not talking about now when I was CEO. I'm talking about back in the day when he was just a great worker and he was a fucking such a convincing heel. Not like the heels you have where you know you you kind of like you you, you cheer for because everyone like cheers for the heels. He came up in an era where people were cheering for people that were doing heelish things. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin all the time was doing heelish shit. And that's what made him became the most popular star. Right? So very hard to be a convincing heel to get hated. 
except from being Vince McMahon, obviously, as a wrestler. But Triple H did that perfectly. And this is even before he met Stephanie, so you can't say Triple H was fucking great before, just great because of his relationship with Stephanie, just because um, his angle with Stephanie, married Stephanie. I mean, he won the title before that. He even had an angle with Stephanie. He was already a top guy, which was great for the time. He needed a heel champion, so a proper heel champion. Triple H was the guy, in my opinion. Perfect place, perfect time. He's just and his rivalries with Mick Foley, The Rock, Undertaker, Stone Cold. Shawn Michaels, Batista, Randy Orton. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's flip-flopped over the years. His real greatest time that you want to watch Triple H is mid-99 till um, 2000, uh, 2001 when he got that injury. I think he slowed down and um, when he came... Um, since 2002, he kind of slowed down. Still had some great matches, but he slowed down a bit. And my favourite Triple H match has got to be the one that he had with Cactus Jack. The street fight at the Royal Rumble 2000. It's one of my favourite matches of all time. It's just fucking classic. Really is one of them classic matches. I mean, Cactus Jack comes back after... And just fucking just blew me away that match. It's probably what my favourite match of all time, if I have to be honest. Here's one with Cactus Jack. Second best match would have to be with Steve Austin, the three stages of hell match, which I put on Austin's one. Third best match would have to be The one that he had with um, The Rock, the Iron Man match he had with The Rock. See, his fourth best match was probably the Hell in a Cell against Cactus Jack. I'll say it's his fourth best match. His fifth best match, I'll say, was the Cage match. He had with Mankind at SummerSlam. Or the ladder match he had with The Rock. One of them two. But always, yeah, his greatest matches were with Mick Foley, in my opinion. I mean, they really got the best out of each other, them two. So, he's my fifth best wrestler. Coming in at number six is my Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. And... It should be, because he is the greatest wrestler of all time, as far as technical wrestler goes. And he's not just a technical wrestler, Kurt Angle. He can cut the... He's got personality. He can cut the best promos, the most hilarious promos, and do the most hilarious vignettes of all time. His stuff that he did with Austin... With the cowboy hat, the milk truck, he kidnapping Austin, 
blindfolding him, putting him to a pool. Stuff that I did with Edge and Christian. He's just his nerdy thing, saying he's better than everyone. I'm an Olympic gold medalist. Kind of type of shit he did. The stuff that I did with Stephanie. All that funny shit he did early in his career. And plus his groundbreaking matches against Benoit. And uh, Brock Lesnar. I mean, Kurt Angle's basically done it all. Everyone said he picked up the business quicker than ever, anyone. Well, him and Brock Lesnar probably did. But, um, yeah, Kurt Angle. Well, let's get into the five great matches of Kurt Angle. First, I'm going to have to go with one of his matches with Chris Benoit. Royal Rumble 2003. Against Chris Benoit. His second best match, I'll have to go with the Iron Man match he had with Brock Lesnar on SmackDown. Third best match, the submission match he had with Chris Benoit. I think it was an Iron Man submission match he had with Benoit. Fourth great match, the one he had with The Undertaker. And his fifth best match, this is for Kurt Angle because of his hometown and he won the title and he was babyface at the time. The one that he had against Austin. I think it was um, at Unforgiven 2001. So that my five best Kurt Angle matches. Kurt Angle comes at number six. Number seven. A lot of people would disagree with this. But. Saying why would he be better than Shawn Michaels. He was a. He emulated Shawn Michaels. But he had much more of a personality. I mean. This guy could. Cut promos. And hang with the rock. In promos. The stuff that he said about. Stephanie. The way he kept on reinventing himself. So this why. He's made the list. At seven. Chris Jericho. Now. Part of being a great performer in the ring. Similar style to Shawn Michaels. The fact that he had a personality. That's why I put him above Michaels. I mean. His wrestling style was very similar to Shawn's. Just as good in my opinion. But what puts him above Shawn Michaels is his promos and the way he's reinvented himself from his early days in ECW, WCW to being his early days in WWF where he cut great promos and could keep up with The Rock and the promos that he cut on Stephanie. Then is reinventing himself being a heel which he was a great heel I love Chris Jericho as a heel that egotistical heel that he was and I think he underused him when he became the undisputed champion I really think that was a big moment for Jericho we still talk about now he beat The Rock and Austin in the same night I mean that was Jericho's time it wasn't people say it wasn't used it was just putting the belt on him for when Triple H came back to take it from him. Well, I think. I think Chris Jericho. Was a good champion then. 
think it meant a lot. He was the next guy, next big guy, just just as big as Shawn Michaels to take that spot. And beating Rock and Austin in the same night is just an achievement of a lifetime. Well, let's get into Chris Jericho's best matches. Now, I've got to say, his match with the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, there's one in 2008 and there's one in at WrestleMania 19. But both of them matches are classic, so I'm going to put both of them matches first. The second greatest match, the one that he had against Ultimo Dragon. You've got to watch that one. Classic, classic, classic. It was at Bash of the Beach, 96, 96 oh no, 97. His third greatest match has to be the ladder match he had with Chris Benoit at Royal Rumble 2001. That was a classic. His fourth greatest match, I'd have to say, was against Triple H. Actually, no, the vengeance because of what it meant to Jericho. Because actually he had no break against The Rock and Austin. So it was kind of versus The Rock and Austin. Because it really wasn't the same match. So when he beat The Rock and Austin. Back to back. At Vengeance. That meant a lot to Chris Jericho. His, sixth great, his fifth greatest match was the last man standing match he had with Triple H. I think it was on the same pay-per-view that Rock, The Rock had that classic with Benoit. Well, that's number seven. Number eight goes to Viva La Raza. He lie, he cheat, he steal. He lie, he cheat, he steal. One of the greatest of all time, Eddie Guerrero. At first, he's just the greatest wrestler. I mean, wrestle-wise, doesn't matter about size, he had it. And personality, just like Jericho, Guerrero had it. Guerrero had enormous personality. I knew it came out later on in his career. As far as his great funny personality and his wrestling skills and his classic wrestling matches he had that were just fantastic. Eddie Guerrero comes in at number 8. Now Guerrero's best matches. So many great ones he had. My best match was the one in ECW he had with Dean Malenko. Gotta watch it. I think it's on the network. In 1995 sometime. In the ECW Hardcore TV. The 2 out of 3 falls match he had with Dean Malenko in ECW. His second greatest match, I'd have to say the one that was most important to him is when he beat Brock Lesnar at um, No Way Out. And that was uh, the moment for Eddie. His third would have to be, which most people would say was his best match, and a lot of people think this was the greatest match of all time, which I, you know... 
there's loads of great matches. So you can't really say what the greatest match of all time is. But his one obviously stands out as Eddie's classic is the one he had against Rey Mysterio at Halloween Havoc. Ninety six, is it? I think ninety six. Yeah, we had that classic match against Rey Mysterio. Just a fucking must watch. Anyone would recommend it. A wrestling fan would recommend it from start to finish. It was just an all time classic. Now his fourth greatest match has to be the one he had. Against Dean Malenko at Starcade. Another one he had with Malenko at Starcade. Classic, classic, classic match. His fifth greatest match. This is hard. He had so many great matches. Eddie Guerrero did. Was one, I think. It was on Nitro against Chris Jericho. It was a classic one he had against Chris Jericho. It went on for about 20 odd minutes at Nitro. But I just watched it and I was blown away by it. So that's my that that's my favourite five Guerrero matches. Now number nine greatest of all time. Goes to Guy that you probably think should be higher up in the poll. None other than the Canadians. Greatest. Calvary's greatest. The best he was. The best there is. The best he was. The best there ever will be. Brett the Hitman Hart. A lot of people think he was a, him and Shawn Michaels are the greatest of all time. An Undertaker. Yes, but you know, so many great wrestlers. You gotta, you just gotta think. And I just thought this through, so that's why I put him at number nine. Still very high up on the list. I mean, it's per. He didn't. He did have a personality, kind of, and obviously he had a presence as a superstar. I mean, he looked like a superstar. Carried himself like a superstar with his pink glasses. And he carried himself like the top guy in the company. Even though he was a top guy at the time when the company was... You know, WWF was getting its fucking ass kicked by WCW. And it was at an all-time low. But, um... Bret Hart, the way he would... That's why he's the best match. Because he would make someone look... He'd always make his opponents look great. And he always took care of his opponents. I mean, the way he just... That's why they call himself the excellent of execution. It weren't necessarily because he was like a Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit. Like a re really great, great, great technical wrestler. It was just the way he would execute his moves and the way he would carry someone in a match. The way he would carry matches makes people say that Bret Hart was the great greatest um, wrestler in the ring 
of all time period. Now his best match ever. I'd have to say it was against Owen Hart in a steel cage match at SummerSlam 94. If you haven't seen it, I think there's loads of matches he had um, against Dynamite Kid and uh, in matches he had in Stampede, which were really good. But I don't think people know that. But they're, they're one of his best ones. The match he had against Austin, obviously, at 13. That, a lot of people say that's the greatest match of WrestleMania history. I would not argue that. It was just the greatest double turn. Basically, the greatest match that told the greatest story. I mean, both wrestlers made each other look like a million fucking pounds. The match, Bret the Hitman Hart had with Shawn Michaels. I had a couple with Shawn Michaels, but um, had a ladder match with Shawn. Had some a couple of great matches with Shawn Michaels. I can't think of all. Uh, off my head, all the Bret, great Bret Hart matches because there was loads of them. But they're the, they're the ones that stick out. So moving on to Shawn Michaels, number 10. So he is in the top 10 as most people would say he's number 1. I tend to disagree with that. I mean, yeah, he did have personality. But not like Jericho. He, was it? And saying that, it's difficult to explain. In my eyes, he did have personality, but his promo skills was not, in my opinion, as good as Jericho's. Personality was. Well, a lot of people hated his personality backstage. Thought he was the biggest fucking dick. About. Um, I've read. Um, when he when he did when he finally turned to God before he finally turned to God and he had before he had that back injury, he was the most annoying, biggest twat ever. But Shawn Michaels definitely. He had so many great matches. And it's like these cruiserweights and these people that work great matches today. But Shawn Michaels. They do everything that Shawn Michaels does, like people like Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler, and loads that you see today that imitate Shawn Michaels, the most imitated wrestler. The point is with Shawn Michaels is he would sell the big moves that he did, so he'd make it look hard, and he would he was a great seller when like when he's getting beaten up by the Undertaker. Like he sold, he sold that them perfectly. His whole presence, big time match, Sean, just um, blew me away. You know what I mean? He's sell, his selling of not only the moves but his execution of moves that look like they were really hard to do, and what a lot of wrestlers do today, but don't make them look hard like you see Ricochet do. 
and stuff like that. You don't see that today. So, so that's why the, the way you'd execute his high flying moves, but will make it look like it's um, you know harder than a, and selling it to make it look like he's trying hard to make it bigger than actually it is. Um, my favourite Shawn Michaels match. No, there's so many Shawn, great Shawn Michaels matches. My favourite would probably be against The Undertaker in the Hell in a Cell. My second favourite would have to be, this one you must watch, against Mankind. When Mankind was wearing the brown, was in it in your house show. I think it was pre-Attitude Era. It was just a classic match he had with Mankind. People, a lot of people should know which one I'm talking about. It was when he was champion. So I think it was on 96. It was this classic match he had in it. In your house pay-per-view with Mankind. His third greatest match. I'd have to say. Would be against Kurt Angle. I should put this in my top 5 Kurt Angle matches. I forgot to do that. That was a classic. Up and down. Just. From start to finish, that was a fucking, one of the greatest matches of all time. One of my favourite, personal favourite matches of all time. WrestleMania 21, Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle. Classic, 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 classic match. That was, even though he lost, it was just a fucking classic Number fourth best match have to be the one his return match against Triple H in 2002. I think that told a great story, and everyone knew that Shawn Michaels was back. And his fifth greatest match is either the one he had against Chris Jericho at 19, WrestleMania 19, or the one he had against Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. One of them. But so many classics that Shawn Michaels had. I'll just take a break for a little while and then I come back in with my next 10. Because only up to number 10 right now. So we've got an exciting next 10 on their best matches. So I'll try and recover. Plus UFC news and the new and my crazy stories that i'm going to tell so i'll see you in part the next part of the podcast